You know, some things do have a, a binary yes or no answer. Like, is the Earth flat? Yes. Is Scientology real? Yes, again. Yeah. yeah. That's is actually Jesus the... Christ real? Yeah. yeah. Well, Scientology's real. I mean, is Scientology Christianity? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Are all religions cults? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Depends what year you're living in. And with that out of the way, the absence change. Show me it's a beautiful day. You no, have I don't. No, even dumb people like, say smart you things. You are. I can't denounce the fine objective. I'm too stupid. Logical, religion has non-religious answer. I'm a dissertation of chalk talk. Play devil's advocate. <laughs> so, welcome back to the second official episode of the Devil's Advocate, and I think we've got a lot of interesting shit this time to unpack. Hell yeah! Welcome back, pimps. Yeah. Oh, God damn. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think I think with this way we can kind of like transition towards a more organized format. Yeah, with like the episode topics and stuff, and so that that can always be you know open ended. Yeah. I'm excited to have a little more structure. Yeah, yeah. It'll be like a fluid conversation for the first bit, I would say. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we'll have our main topic where we'll always have to just be sure to play it from both sides. Yeah. That'll be the real key is to keep with the theme of never letting anyone think there's only one side to anything. <laughs> there's only one truth. Did you know truth is subjective? Huh? <laughs> No, <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, I guess, I guess we, uh, you know, some things do have a, a binary yes or no answer. Like, is the earth flat? Yes. Is Scientology real? Yes, again. Yeah. yeah. That's is actually Jesus the... Christ real? Yeah. yeah. Well, Scientology's real. I mean, is Scientology Christianity? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Are all religions cults? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Depends what year you're living in. And with that out of the way. So for this episode, uh, I've got a shit ton of little like notes that I've written uh, yeah. before we even get to the main topic. So <laughs> it's going to be super divisive, hopefully. Oh, I can't wait to be Trump supporting. No, but hopefully it'll also be insightful because it's kind of we're going to kind of look at like the philosophical thought experiment questions and pick everyone's brain with being forced to choose a side. Hell yeah. I don't know about you, but I've always kind of been into philosophy. Really? I love philosophy. I have a bunch of philosophy books. You ever tried reading a philosophy book? No, but I've read like some articles about it. And I understand. I get, I get the point of the wordiness of things. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of very confusing. Weird. And you really have to think about it. Most books you read, you don't have to think about. Those you have to like. Yeah. What does this paragraph mean? Yeah. And yeah. Stroke your beard and have a beer and smoke a cigar like a fucking white dude and you know put a suit on for no reason well it's because like we uh just said where the context is everything that like changes all of it completely that's true that's kind of i mean we'll get into that later but that's all, what what's the the bridge thing not the bridge thing the train paradox paradox the trolley problem thank you <laughs> yeah so yeah that's what we're gonna talk about for the main topic and so yeah. that'll be uh something that we'll get to a little bit later on in the show but yeah the trolley problem is gonna a classic it is a classic we have a nice spin on it that'll you know come out a while later that yeah. will be great yeah it'll, it'll definitely be great it will it's gonna have a lot of production value yeah, and I think that anyone with a really fucked up mind uh, will probably enjoy that episode, yeah. that little bit. So dig it. stay tuned for that. Uh, anyway, so before we get to any of the topics, like catch me up. What what's uh going on in your world this week, then? Well, I uh, I had a terrible hookup. There wasn't a hookup, but you know that happened. And uh, I don't know if anyone listening to this has ever smelled a pussy that smells like bad breath, but. 
I have. Uh, with that out of the way, I saw Burt Fraser in theater, not theater, but um, what would you say? Uh, an arena? Yeah, it's not an arena. Yeah, it's pretty much an arena there. Yeah, it's a, it's a small arena. It's not too big. It's probably a stadium, maybe state. Yes, something. It's probably three hundred people, four hundred people. But it was awesome. His two openers. I know the first one was Josh Potter. Awesome. The second one, I wish I could remember his name because he had so many good jokes that I laughed my ass off. And I can't for the life of me remember his name. Oh, it was two people. There were two openers for him, and then Bert came out. Damn, that's cool. Yeah, it was awesome. How long were each of like the openers sets? Um, I think the first one was a ten or fifteen minute. So that was Josh Potter. The second guy who I can't remember the name of who was awesome was probably 20 or 30 and then Bert was probably an hour hour and a half oh oh yeah yeah and it was pretty delayed uh it was so the doors at the place were supposed to open at 8 30 yeah and then the show started at 9 30 doors didn't open till like 9 20 and it was 30 degrees outside so people were getting mad and, damn yeah and we all formed one line and then there was like some other people who started the second line and people were yelling at them that's the wrong fucking line get out because this line was around the block it was huge but when they opened the doors there were three entrance points and they didn't tell anyone so there was almost a riot before the show started i was really worried a lot of people were going to start heckling yeah but once the show started and everyone was warm and had beer everyone was pretty quiet and it was hilarious there was a girl in the front row of the audience who um that came out that she had dated her cousin at one point which really fits virginia and bert made a lot of jokes about that i heard his famous machine story and uh uh, it was pretty fucking fun. Other than that, not much has been going on. Just chilling, being at work, yeah, waiting yeah. for this podcast. <laughs> Dude, that uh, Burt Kreischer concert sounds amazing. It was one of the best days of my life, in all honesty. So like, does does he not do the machine story, like, unless it's live or something? Uh, So you can find video of it. It was his famous, like, it was kind of what put him on the map, I think. Like, that was his first big joke yeah um and i think it's on one of it's definitely on one of his specials i think the specials called the machine uh which you can find on netflix but it's a his most famous story it's what he's known for and i think he just closes all of his shows with it and mm. it's such a good story i feel like i have heard it somewhere yeah, yeah i feel like i've seen the machine i just can't remember specifically i did just within the last month watch the 2020 Tom Segura special. 2020? Was that disgraceful? Mm, no. No. His most recent Ball whichever. Hog? Yes. Uh, I listened to Disgraceful this morning, actually, really? while I was at work. Like an audio form? I downloaded it on Netflix, and oh, you yeah. can listen and you can just listen to the audio if you download it. Mm. So I was doing that at work. But Ball Hog is a great fucking yeah, special. Yeah, fantastic. I, I need to see Tom Segura in, um, or uh, live. I need to. It's one of my goals. Him, Dave Chappelle, um, the rest... Joey Diaz, if he ever goes back doing comedy, and all the other ones I'd really want to see live are all dead now. So kind of suck. Damn. Yeah. Patrice O'Neill, shout out to the man. Ralphie May, another amazing one. Ralphie May is fucking hilarious. He is hilarious. Um, go on YouTube and look up $97 Salad. If anyone wants to listen to that, it's a great bit about what America would be without Mexicans. And it is a real nice bit. <laughs> Uh, but what's been going on with you? That, so, since we're on the topic of comedy... I thought you were going to say Mexicans. No, no. <laughs> since we're on the topic of comedy, though, I've been meaning to talk to you about this for a while. Um, did you watch that show that Kevin Hart did for Netflix? Yeah. True Story? 
So good. So I watched it a long time ago. I think we briefly talked about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And I have been waiting to actually like discuss this for a good while because I it's just it's so fucking good. It's really good. My memory's a little blurred on it now because it's been so long. But yeah. Yeah, it's fucking so good. I mean, it's only what, six episodes? Seven? It's pretty short. Yeah, yeah. But the suspense in it. I mean, you're I think I watched all but two episodes in one night. <laughs> Yeah. It's very easy to binge. Like you just yeah. get sucked into it. It's like a movie. Yeah. But in a TV show format that works, it's weird. But man, it's good. What was it? Eugene? Was that that weird fuck's name? Gene Abachon. Gene. And as it turns out, he actually plays Juice on Sons of Anarchy. I've never seen Sons of Anarchy. Is it good? Yeah, really good. But the he's, biker gang or something? Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen all of it. I've seen bits and pieces of it because I have some friends that are watching through it or that have watched through it but are watching through it again. And so I've seen him like in past and I've been like, holy shit, that's Gene Abuchon. And I remember when you and I talked about it the first time, I was like, fuck Gene Abuchon. He's a piece of shit, that fucking blackmailing bastard. But then I realized that he wasn't actually blackmailing him. Yeah, he was just crazy as fuck. Yeah, he was just like crazy and he was a really big fan. And and he literally was more worried about his own, like, like Kevin Hart's character's well-being than he was about like him having killed that person true but how scary would it be to have someone that liked you that much that would scare the living fuck out of me i mean it wouldn't scare me because i mean you know if you're at that level you're used to being around high volumes of people and you know one out of hundreds of thousands is always there's always like crazy people like that like when when you are doing anything at a high level in entertainment there's always like fans and onlookers that are just insane but that's scary he had like pictures of, of him cropped out in news newspapers yeah no if someone had that of me i've been in one newspaper it was my name years ago if someone ever brought that up i'd be like thanks for this but please never see me again this is terrifying i don't know how you found this uh thanks for the newspaper though i wish i would have grabbed one of those newspapers what were you in a newspaper for uh, the Roanoke Times, they did a, there was an open mic at a cafe called uh, Lucy Monroe's and they did a, um, a news person came there to just kind of report about it. And I didn't have a picture, but I had my name in there. I thought it was kind of cool. I was like, I'm in a fucking newspaper. Oh, yeah. I'm in the Roanoke Times. Fuck you. But, and hey. uh, sadly, it closed down and moved to a barbecue place. And now I think it's all on Zoom. I don't do that shit. I'm not going to fucking play guitar on Zoom. Yeah. Nah. No. Oh, so they do their live music or Zoom? Nowadays, yeah. So it was like huh. an open mic. So an anyone could go there. Anyone could play. And uh, now it's all on Zoom. So I guess they just go around and be like, do you want to play? And I could you, teach you how to do a great Zoom setup and you would be able to like stream out really good audio quality. I'm good. Mm -hmm. I'm, I like the atmosphere that was there. Yeah. All the people. Did you get I, money for it? No. It was just for fun. Oh. Yeah. But the people there, I love old people. Yeah. And all of them were like 70s hippies that are grown up now. So, I mean, the vibe was just awesome. They were playing like Doobie Brothers. They were playing but a lot of like gypsy kind of music. Yeah. All acoustic, lots of mandolins, banjos, fucking oh. guitars, singers. The most talented singer I've ever seen was there. Her name's Genesis. Don't know her last name. I fucking was head over heels for huh. this chick because her voice was so so amazing. Hell yeah. I have recordings of her singing that I used to listen to to fall asleep. And it was Beautiful. gypsy music? There were there was a lot of kind of gypsy music, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. One of the guys, Bernie, fuck, I wish I could remember his last name, but his name was Bernie. And he's not a huge guitarist, but like he goes to Floyd Fest and oh. he 
oh, plays there yeah, and yeah. a couple other places. And for those of you who don't know, Floyd Fest is like a local or regional, I guess, technically, uh, alternative rock, country, bluegrass, folk type of festival. It goes on for, what, two, three days in Floyd County, Virginia? I think it's like a week. Oh. Isn't it? I think it's only two or three days. Damn. I want to say. My ex, Four tops. My ex definitely cheated on me during that then because she was gone for like a week and a half. It's only like 30 to 40 minutes away. It's like less distance than Roanoke. Yeah, it's pretty close. You know, it's not actually in Floyd. It's like right next to Floyd. Oh. Uh. I thought that was weird. Interesting. Yeah, it's a lot of what? Bluegrass kind of music? Yeah, bluegrass and folk type of stuff. I've always wanted to go. Lots of shrooms I've heard. Lots Mm. of shrooms, lots of acid, lots of weed. Yeah. Oh, but so they were, that band was playing at Floyd Fest? I think his name's Bernie Covini, C-O-V-E-N-E-Y. And I think he played at Floyd Fest, but he's a great guitarist. He's dope as fuck. And um, he has an album called Mountain Dreams or Gypsy Dreams, something like that. Mm. And uh, I think I have it on CD somewhere. It's just beautiful music. And the artwork for it is amazing. Let me see if I can find. Y'all yeah, check a, him out. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, I'm a big fan of like gypsy jazz type of stuff. I don't know if you ever listened to things like Django Reinhardt or anything like that. Like a gypsy jazz guitarist. No, but I'm writing it down because I want to. It's D-J-A-N-G-O um, R-E-I-N-H-A-R-T I believe. Django Reinhardt. I might be misspelling that there but that's pretty cool stuff. Actually this week I heard a song by a uh, death metal band that had in, had written all the riffs based off of Gypsy Jazz style of music. Oh. And so all the harmonies were like Gypsy Jazz style and the rhythm guitar parts that were playing over these uh, Gypsy style leads were just literally Gypsy Jazz but with distortion and uh modern drums is cool did it have the vocals of metal yeah it was like a thrash metal type of vibe it's the one thing i can't get into i wish i could the vocals it it takes some conditioning i mean but see here's the thing (laughs) i don't want to condition myself to like music you you listened to suicide silence though and when i was a fucking sad depressed seventh grader yeah but suicide silence is great i mean i listen to them almost every week (laughs) really no, no, but for uh, the last few weeks, yeah, I have been listening to their first album. By the way, just to put this out there, Bernie Covini's album is called Whispering Pines, and it is on Spotify, and it's such a beautiful album. But just want to shout him out. He's a he's a dope guy. No, oh, yeah. And I met him a bunch, so. Oh, oh, yeah. Another beautiful album, Suicide Silence's first album. Is it the one with YOLO or? Uh... No, it's the one with Unanswered and and No Pity for a Coward and Girl of Glass. The Cleansing? Yes, The Cleansing. That's a fucking nasty album. I didn't listen to that one. I think the album I mostly listened to was The Black Crown. That's what I listened to back when I used to listen to that. Mm, yeah, no. It always shocks me that you don't like screaming, but you listen to Suicide Silence at any point because... Because it's all screaming. I always. used to like it. I used to like screaming. Uh-huh. And then I grew up. Oh, uh, that's just me. <laughs> I know. I was now- <laughs> that is me. <laughs> I, I will give you, I'll give you Zeal and Ardor. I'll give you them. I mean. They're pretty good. That's a step in the right direction. Definitely. Uh, it's a far cry from Deathcore, but you, you know. Who, you know who's really good? Skillet. Because their Christianity comes through the music <laughs> yeah. and you just feel the Lord. You know, they stop the show to be like, thank you everyone for coming out to see us. And, and thank you to Jesus for saving us all from our sins. You know, like, and then they awesome sit show. there and take 15 to 30 minutes of the show to talk about Jesus. Yeah. You know, and speaking of Jesus, can we talk? If you had to fuck a Jesus, 
I'm Christian. W- would it be teenage Jesus or adult Jesus? When you say adult Jesus, wait, wait he died kind of young, right? He died like 30, 32. Uh, so, I, so they say, keep in mind, there is zero secular proof that Jesus Christ ever even existed. The only evidence of his existence is Christian record. So like, yeah. he's not even really a proven historical figure. People just kind of assume that he is because, you know, the Catholic Church. Listen, what year is it? 2022. Yeah. And when did we start counting? When Jesus died. Ha ha. <laughs> or when he was born or some shit. I don't know. No, AD after that. You mean that's when the Catholic Church started counting? Yeah. So what? There was a 32 year gap where everyone's like, stop counting, guys. While he's alive. Yes. Everyone was like, listen, we're not going to count years anymore. We're going to, you know, there's before Christ and after death. Well, no, AD isn't after death. It's adenodomina. Same shit. Is that what? Is that Latin for after death or something? It's Christian. It's all Christian. Everything <laughs> it's is Christian. It's Christian for, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. You're right, but it's all Christian. Everything's Christian because yeah. Christian's right. Oh, uh, what'd we steal Christmas from? What what religion? Pagans. Thank you. I would love to be a pagan. I don't know anything about it, but it, it sounds so cool. I mean, I, they're in the, I know pagans. I don't understand how it works. Okay, either, you know but... someone that's Christian and fucking Nordic mythology. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of pagan. <laughs> oh, really? Sort of, yeah. Like, it's he, he's like, a, he says he's Christian, but also, uh, like, prays to the, the Norse gods or something. Yeah, and Thor and Loki. Yeah, and... Thor and Loki and Odin. Odin. Exactly, Odin. I'd love to meet him, Mac. Bring him on the show. Yeah, that would actually be interesting. It would be real interesting to learn about. I love when people just make their own religion. Like, yeah. Yep, this is what I believe in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bro. Yeah. Sure, you're the one that figured it out. Yeah, and, and you know, you know, I mean, I can be like, okay, cool, you can accept and believe whatever you want, but like, at the end of the day, I'm like, do you really believe it or do you just like, you want to believe it? Because yeah. I just admittedly, self-admittedly, am very out of touch with what other people think and feel, as we were talking about earlier. I don't really have a good concept for what's going on in other people's heads. And that's actually, funnily enough, a according to the Church of Satan and the Levian Satanist school of thought, the sin, quote unquote, of which I don't like the term sin because that is religious. But Christian. yeah. And he calls the sin of solipsism one of the greatest things to, to do, like the worst things to do. And that is assuming that other people's thoughts are the same as your own. Assuming that other people will receive data and come to the same conclusion that you do. And it's assuming that other people do that. And he's basically like, you shouldn't do that. And despite the fact that I'm not a Levian Satanist, I still agree with that principle because I'm like, huh, for a long time in my life as a kid and stuff, I would say, I think I assumed that, oh, if I just discuss things logically and rationally with people, they'll come to the same conclusion because they'll have no choice but to see things logically. And that's just not the case. People don't ever want to see things in a logical or rational way. And in fact, you'll probably find much more often that people are not going to be receptive to logic, even if it's clear to them. The case that people don't, but they're going to be receptive to, they're going to be biased towards whatever they have already received or experienced previously, I think. I think I I was very similar when I was a kid. I had that same thought. If I'm just logical and use facts, then I can't not believe it. And I think even more as adults, because when you're a kid, you're still learning a lot and you're kind of open more. As adults, it's you, first off, you can't just convince someone. Like maybe if they're open to change their opinion, but no, I mean, nowadays, First off, there, so there's like different kinds of people you argue with. There's like the NPCs of the world that are just living breath. Yeah. That just want... They just walk around like that all day and they don't have any thoughts of their own. The mouth breathers. Yeah. And they're just like... but. 
I heard on Spotify that that wasn't true. And Alec Jones told me that that this was true. And that is why Trump should be president. <laughs> and you're like, okay, Johnny. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you got those ones. And they, I mean, they're just... They're so strict in their thinking, usually religious in some some type or another, where they just go, but that's not what God said. They're never going to listen to you. And then you have intelligent people who just don't agree because, like you said, they think in a different way. So they kind of draw a different conclusion. And I love meeting people like that, like a smart Trump supporter. And they exist. Yeah, they do. Definitely. They're usually more business kind of people. I'm not, I'm not saying they're not ethical, but you know, they're more, I think they're more concerned about what a president should be dealing with. Cause nowadays it's all about emotions and feelings. And if this pronoun's right. And if this one's not where they're more worried about what laws are going to get passed and why. I mean, I think that's a good thing though, right? Because no. isn't the whole reason that emotions and stuff are like shunned is because of Christianity anyway? Yeah, but you know, I don't think they should be shunned, but I don't think they need to be in politics. I mean, I don't really think the emotions are in politics. Oh, they're definitely in politics. That is like half of what the Democrats are running on right now. Feelings. <laughs> and I don't want you to say that anymore. I mean, yeah, that's... Both sides have the mouth breathers. So, so are we, are you supposed to say, are you supposed to say something about it? Or are you supposed to just hit them outright? Hit them. Uh, no, see, that's a terrible. No, you shouldn't hit them. <laughs> but, you know, I don't, I just feel, I don't give a fuck how you feel right now. Yeah. Offense is the responsibility of the offended, not the offendee. Yeah. If I offend you, what you have to do is take a step back and assess why you are offended yes. and determine if it is because of what I did or if it's because of your own perceptions. Yeah, because yeah. offense is not, we'll go back to Satanism, the satanic temple, which is what I'm a part of, would say that offending people is completely okay. And I, uh, fuck, I'm forgetting the tenant now. The tenant says the freedoms of others are to be respected, including the freedom to offend, to willfully and unjustly encroach upon the freedoms of another is to forego one's own. And so that, as far as I'm concerned, is like basically being like, you can do and say whatever you want. You can do that. And if other people are offended, that's essentially on them because their only thing that they can control is their response to the things that they experience. That makes so sense. Like, so if you're offended by something that someone says, they have every right to say it. You can either just get over it or figure out why you're offended. Yeah. And and that's what people don't seem to do a lot. They don't seem to ask those kind of questions. It's just basic critical thinking. But, you know, I guess that's kind of what we're lacking in, in large part. <sighs> I'm a mouth breather. Fucking mouth breathers. Yeah, but I mean, I guess I'll agree with your fucking evil religion now. But it is kind of true, you know. You should have the right to offend. And if you get offended, I mean, you have a few options. If you if you really think about it and you're like, I am offended because what they said is offensive, then stop fucking talking to them. You don't have to talk to them. They're, you know how giant, I mean, this is just for America right now, but like, yeah, or I guess I should say the United States, but you know how giant we are? Just don't talk to them. Who gives a shit? I mean, you could try to talk them out of it, but if they really offend you and you're not just being a bitch, then like, you're not going to change their mind. Probably already drawn a conclusion. They're probably a mouth breather. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. But if they say something and you can tell that they're not trying to be mean, like they're just bringing up a point and you get offended, that's not really on them because they're just thinking. Yeah. They're thinking with a mouth and now you're going to yell at them and they're like, I guess I either shouldn't think that or be that 
antithesis of what you're saying. Yeah. And that's never good. I hate people that just start yelling at people. Yeah. I got a lot of friends like that. Well, I think that's the subjective part too, is that with people that will do stuff like that and then, you know, one gets offended or, or you know, they say something, someone else says something to them and they don't know that it's offensive. You know, it's like that ability to interpret whether or not someone intended offense or not. Yeah. Is is like the subjective part because some people are just really shitty at being able to determine if someone said something like in a negative context or if they just were saying it as a statement i guess yeah like there's a difference but well i mean you know it's like the gay community reclaiming the word queer i never understood that word i mean i don't know what it means i know I, it means weird I, like, I know a lot of people that at least like on the the racist <laughs> conservative christian side of things that would use the word queer like in a derogatory derogatory context mm -hmm. but now i've met people that are gay and identify with the word queer and i think i think it comes from sort of like in a similar context to how the n-word which was created by white people as a use mm -hmm. to speak derogatory against them and they reclaim that word amongst themselves and now it's only culturally acceptable for them to say it amongst themselves because they took that word back they can they can use it in a context that is not considered offensive amongst one another. Yeah. It's used very frequently in music and stuff like that. A positive context, you know, yeah. like a family member or a brother or someone that they trust. And so for them, instead of it being this derogatory word of hate and racism, it's a word that shows respect and like brotherly love as well. So it's, it depends on like, it's like groups taking back these words that, that are intended to be offensive. And to hurt people, I guess. Yeah, I, I don't know. Because, yeah. you know, I hate comparing other words with it, though. Because I feel like that's one of the only words that's like that. Maybe other racial ones. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's the only one in, in regards to race, probably. Yeah. But, like, as far as the word itself and, like, the context of how it was a name that was given to be derogatory and then the group that it was meant to be used against end up taking the word back and using it as, like, a an embracing of their own culture or whatever mm -hmm. in, in opposition of the people that tried to use it to demean them, basically. I wish we could just get rid of these haters, man. Yeah, and, you know, going back to that's why I wish I could just be born 50 years from now. Or... Or put everything back, all the hate, and just live in the hate. Just no one else has a voice. They're all just shut up and I can live my life. Back when everything was like super uh, binary still. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and there was a yes or no, I black or white. Not my pants right there. Good or evil. Yeah. It was so great. It was so great. <laughs> I mean, it yeah, was. I don't know. I had all the words. That. I had all of them. I mean, like the, the film, the, the gay person word. I grew up on that word, which yeah. I know sounds weird, yeah. but middle school, yeah. high school, yeah. like it was just, it never meant gay, you know? Yeah. But you realize now that like, yeah. that it was rooted in that, but like your intentions with it were not rooted yeah. in that. And I was the same play, same way at the same time. Yeah. Like I mean? when I grew up with the word, I really, I didn't know yeah. it was a gay thing. I'm not even fully sure I understood what being gay meant at that age I because knew, of how sheltered i was with the whole like christianity ritual cult thing i definitely knew what being gay was because in fifth grade 
I had a sleepover with a friend. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say his name. And during the sleepover, he pulled out his hard dick and he was like, Do you want to touch tips? And I was like, That's fucking gay. <laughs> True story. <laughs> no like, way. I swear to God. That's crazy. Like what he he tried a few times. I mean, it was just like that moment. He's like, like let's you, fuse our cocks together. Yeah, like, he's like, he said, do you want to touch tips? He was like, do you want to grab it? Can I grab yours? Just take yours out. Just let me see it. Let's compare it for like three minutes. And I was like, eh, I'd rather be, you know, get back to Pokemon cards or watching Conan or fucking anything Jesus. else right now. Yeah. I never touched it. Never touched the cock. Well, thank. Uh... Random note. I am waiting for the day. Have you ever heard the song Die Very Rough by Mario Judah? Yes. Surprisingly, I'm surprised that you have heard that. How have you heard that? <laughs> How haven't I heard it? I, I forget when I, it was a long time ago when I listened to it, but I heard it and I mean, it's catchy. It seems racist. Like when you listen to it, that, I don't know if you got those vibes, but I got those vibes. I, I got really aggressive vibes from it. Very aggressive. It's And that's why I liked it. But I am waiting for the day that someone runs for president and the government doesn't want him to be president. So they're going to hack into their phone's microphone from fucking 10 years ago and find them singing that in their car and then cut the audio of the music out. So you just hear this white guy saying, you know, those words. If you haven't listened to the song, he talks about killing N words a lot. Like it's every other word. Isn't it? It's pretty... I don't even remember. I guess we can't play it, huh? Copyright shit? I might be able to insert it here after the fact. Yeah, but I should be able to put it in a clip at least. But no, I haven't remembered how, how the song really was. It's been so long since I listened to it. It's really good, though. It is a good song. It's just... Uh, I want to hear a white guy sing it. Yeah, I don't think that would work, though. No, it wouldn't. But I think it's gonna. Ha I think it's gonna happen where like it was recorded on someone's phone, and then they're gonna cut the audio out. And uh, that song, I mean, it's a good song, but it also kind of sounds like the new KKK's album. Like, I don't really think so. No, no, that's not the vibes I get. Really. <clears throat> No, not really. There have been interviews that ask him, is that racist? And he's like, nah, bro, I'm black. Yeah, I mean, I, get, I agree. I don't know. When I first listened to it, I was like, is this guy talking about murdering black people? Which kind of, but probably in a different way. Probably just people. Okay, fair enough. All right. So do you know what a tulpa is? No. Tulpa? Okay. T-U-L-P-A? Yeah. yeah. So I don't fully understand it either, but I think it has something to do with like manifesting a physical form in like a spirit realm, like astral projection. What? You know what that means? I guess. It's like, it's like you like go into some sort of like a subconscious type of state and you like project your consciousness out into the real world and you form like a physical being that can interact with other spirit beings and stuff. Is so Scientology? Uh, close enough. But if you could manifest a tulpa, which is a physical manifestation manifestation of oneself in the spirit realm. I need to stay open. Via astral projection. And you and I jerked each other off. <laughs> <laughs> Would it be considered homosexuality if it was a spirit realm? This is the weirdest question I have ever been asked. Um, yes. Uh, 
Okay. Even if the astral projections, if yours was a female, because like, what if yours was a female? Then, then yeah, then I'd be the gay one because I'm fucking with a dude. Astral projection. First off, there's a lot to this. I hate when people say manifesting. That's yeah. not, you're not manifesting anything. You know what you're doing? Planning. You're just trying to make shit happen. You're just going, I'd like to be here. How can I get here? It's fucking... Okay, okay. then don't use the word plan. manifestation. Use the Anyways. word embodiment. But the tulpa being a physical like, or a embodiment of your physical self in the spirit realm. But like, yeah, because that's still some gay shit, man. So it's <laughs> maybe... Okay, at least one of us would have a gay experience. <laughs> at least. Because like... Uh, I don't know. I, well... Listen, let's say one of us, so you, you say jerk off, which means jerking off a dick. You can't jerk off a vagina. You can't do it. So there's a dick involved. So there has to be at least one dick. Whoever is jerking off that dick is the gay one. Because I don't care if it's this life. I don't care if it's VR life. You're jerking off a dick. Now, if you're projected as a very pretty woman and I don't know you're you, <laughs> which are two key elements, <laughs> then it's not gay for me because I'm just fucking with an astral projection bitch. Okay, right? so first off, I would be really hot as a girl. Let's just say that. I would and too. <laughs> I thought we all would, wouldn't we? <laughs> hey, I've done drag. Okay. I, Have you really? Yeah. When? Uh, my high school, it wasn't technically drag, but my high school had an event where it was like a beauty pageant where males dressed up as females. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I, I don't even know if they'd be accepted today if it'd be like making fun of trans because it was supposed to be kind of a funny thing. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I did it. I fucking won. Huh. I got a picture. Hold up. Oh, my phone's over there. I'll show you later. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I'm a pretty ass woman. Okay, so yeah, you're yeah. a pretty woman. Next, what, what's going on? I can't know it's you. Oh, yeah. I can't. Well, I, I would mean, never be able to look you in the eyes again. <laughs> I mean, I get it, but like, that's offensive. You're offending me. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good. See, and that's when I need to be like, take a step back and figure out why it offends me. <laughs> because to tie it back in with the previous conversation. <laughs> well, it's it's just like, if it's an if it's an astral projection, right? And you're a hot woman, and you jerk me off, and I figure out it's you. Which I have another question now. But if I figure out it's you, that means I know you looked at my fake dick and jerked it off, knowing it was me. And I, I can't I can't know that you jerked me off. But see, you assume that I knew it was you. That's true. But e you know what? Even if you didn't know it was me, and I if and I did know it was you. Like if we like, you know, sat down one podcast and we were like, you were like, hey, I had this astral projection and I was a hot woman, you know, brunette, fucking thick body, Latina. You know, and I was jerking on this dude. I'd be like, <laughs> get out of my house. <laughs> you would not. I wouldn't kick you out, but I would be deeply disturbed. And I don't think you would be deeply disturbed though, but uh, go ahead and ask. I definitely would. Well, that was such a weird question. Well, um, but I really did enjoy thinking about it. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad because that's going to be a good tie into the main topic today. Wait, right before we get to that, 
if you were astral projection as a man and you found out that I jerked your dick off, what would you think? So let's we're saying that it's already happened and then I discover after the fact that it has occurred. Yeah, and it, it was me. Two okay, two different scenarios, both going down that lane. One, I didn't know it was you. How do you react? So neither of us knew it was each other, but we both discovered it. I mean, I think it would be like a little bit of a shock, I think. Be a little it'd be weird. Like, it'd be like, huh, like <laughs> what the fuck? Okay. Now what if what if you figured out that I knew it was you, but you didn't know it was me? Like, and then you figured it out. So like during the the or transaction. That you did it with knowledge of it. I did it with knowledge that it was huh. you. I mean, I guess that would be more flattering. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that's the ideal outcome, right? Really? Like between the two? Like if that's the two choices? No, because that has to mean that I've been thinking about jerking your dick off. I mean, only while you were doing it. Doesn't mean it was a premeditated jerk off. If I jerked you off knowing it was you, that means I wouldn't mind jerking you off. But you, but that doesn't mean that you knew that before it happened. Ben, I can tell you right now, I would not jerk you off. I feel like I'm in fucking fifth grade again. So, do you want to touch tips? Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So to clarify, <laughs> you wouldn't. <laughs> that is the correct conclusion. <laughs> I just want to play Pokemon. Okay, Jesus. <sighs> um, apparently, that's never how it's gonna go. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh. Do you do you want to touch tips? <laughs> In the real world or astral projection? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm good. I don't want to touch tips. Oh my god. Yeah. Me either. Don't worry. That'd be so weird. Like, what do you get from that? <laughs> Touching tips? STDs. <laughs> yeah. What if you wore a condom to touch tips and now you're just fucking touching rubber to rubber? You're not touching dicks. Exactly. Does that mean fucking someone what, with a condom what, isn't sex? What, what if? What if two guys are both dry humping a wall on opposite sides? Are they really gay for each other? Like their dicks are only one inch apart, but they. Don't know it. Oh, if they don't know it, they're not gay. If they don't know, they're not gay. If they know it, they can hear through the drywall. Uh, uh. If they like that, they're gay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 okay. So to tie into the main topic, who is your favorite family member? My favorite family member? Yeah, my mom. Okay, we're not gonna talk about fucking my mom. Are we? <laughs> Okay. We're not going to okay. talk about astral projecting fucking my mom. <laughs> no. But Thank okay. You. So, see, so mom's a favorite family member, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. For sure. So, imagine that you are in a city 
during a massive military strike, completely unrelated to the Russia and Ukraine things that are going on literally today and yesterday. So I'm in Ukraine. Or some country that doesn't exist but is under military strike. And that the situation has turned into like a survival war zone type of scenario. Yeah. Okay? And your mom is already on some sort of critical like home life support, basically. Where like she has to be connected to the power. She can't live without the machinery. And without the machinery, like the life support machine, she'll mm-hmm. die really slowly and painfully. Like agonizingly painfully. Okay. Without this machinery. So it needs to be kept on. So during the bombings, the power goes out. You have no more power to keep your mom's life support machine on. She's going to fucking die. But you have a backup generator. Okay. You can turn the generator on and continue to provide power to, you know, her life support machine. As long as you can continue to find fuel, right? Mm -hmm. But if you turn the generator on, the sound that's made from it will be detected by uh, Russian drones that detect like the decibel levels. So they'll know people are in there. So you making that noise will basically uh, make a drone strike on that location inevitable. Like, okay. And here's the catch. You have like 20 other people inside the house with you because your house is the house that they said that uh, would be the safe shelter. Yeah. So this isn't a house. This isn't in a hospital. No, it's just like a house or something. You have like a home life support system. And so you you have the choice to either not turn the generator on and watch your mother die a very slow, painful, agonizing death. <laughs> I think I have an answer or, you're really not expecting. Or you just let everyone die from the giant strike. What do you choose? And, and, and here's the thing. For all of these uh, type of thought experiments that I want to pose to you, I want you to like answer... Like, honestly, answer seriously and just, like, give me your legitimate answers. Like, what would you choose? Okay. I think this... We, we, we can dick around with it a little yeah. bit, but but I do want it to be, like, one of those, like, philosophical conversations, like, the way that experiments are kind of intended towards. So, so we'll, like, well, that's your two choices. What would you choose? So, okay, I have an answer that I don't know if you'll take, but it is what I would do, okay. and it sounds pretty horrible. So, we are in a war-torn country at the moment. I probably have a gun. No. I would shoot my mom. Would you tell her you're going to shoot her? No. Oof, damn. Yeah, well. Well, here, okay. I mean, it was quicker. Here's my thing. Than, than the slow, painful death. And you saved like 15 to 20 people. Number one, my mom told me when I was like 12, which is an odd age to tell your kid. She said if she's ever on life support and can't live without machines, she doesn't want to live. Huh. She told me to pull the plug. So well, that's damn. number one. Number two, I could not witness my mom die like a sufferable, horrible, painful death. Yeah. Like screaming in pain. I couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, I'd probably do something along the lines of like, give her a hug, tell her I really loved her. You know, she would probably say some stuff. We'd have a moment, like a mom-son moment. And as it was happening, I'd shoot her. So she would know you were about to shoot her? Probably not. I'd probably like have the gun under her pillow. But but you said that she would want to like die anyway. She would want to die, but I don't know if I could tell her. So you wouldn't want to like give her the satisfaction of knowing that like her sacrifice essentially is saving like fifteen other people and her son. Uh, actually, you know what? She's she's not like super Christian. She's kind of like a liberal Christian ish. Yeah, she's actually not that liberal. She voted conservative most of her life, but she's more liberal now. Yeah. Um, so she believes in God. 
I think she would ask me to shoot her. And I think I would. Yeah. And it would haunt me every day for the rest of my life. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, I'd have to because one, she doesn't want to live already because she's hooked up to machines. Two, yeah. she's a very caring person. She doesn't want me to die. She definitely doesn't want 15 random people to die. Yeah. She loves people. And yeah, so yeah, I'd probably shoot her. Damn. Well, it'd be really hard. Oh, yeah. No, obviously. Like, I wouldn't be like, la dee da Yeah, yeah. Boom. Yeah. I'd that, definitely cry a lot. It's yeah. crazy that she already had said that. Your mom never had this conversation with you? Uh, Both no. my parents have. Both of my parents have told me to pull the plug. Yeah, no. If mine, it comes down to it. No, never happened with mine. Definitely not. Have the conversation. It might happen one day. You never know. I mean, God forbid. Satan forbid, but. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, interesting answer. I wouldn't have. I did not expect that. You're right. Yeah. Huh. Shoot my mom. Okay. Well, that's the first one. So to like actually explain what we're doing, the I'm just gonna pose like these the various thought experiments to you. And for those of the people who don't know, a thought experiment is defined as a short hypothetical scenario designed to probe or persuade on a point of ethical principle. And there's actually seven types of thought experiments, which I'm not going to list here, but we'll look at a couple of different ones. Uh, and the, the main thought experiment that we're going to look at today and examine in detail for the topic is going to be the trolley problem. And that was created by Philip afoot in 1967 to hopefully determine which side of a spectrum that people existed on as far as morality. Okay. And so for those of you unfamiliar with what the chai problem itself is, here is the definition. The chai problem is a thought experiment in ethics that poses the following question in a fictional scenario. There is a runaway trolley barreling down the railway tracks. Ahead on the tracks, there are five people tied up and unable to move. The trolley is headed straight for them, and it was it's going to hit them. So you're standing some distance off in the train yard next to a lever. Doesn't explain why, but if you pull this lever, the trolley will switch from the track it's currently on and go on a different set. However, you notice that there is only one person on the side of that track. So you have two and only two options. One is... Do nothing, in which case the trolley will kill the five people on the main track. Or two, pull the lever, diverting the trolley onto the side track where it will only kill one person. So for you, which of these is the more ethical option? And just to clarify, these are all random people do not know right now. Yes, currently. You, they could be murderers. They could be saints. You have no idea. Yeah, just random people. Obviously, just like everyone, I'm choosing the one person. Five is greater than one. Fuck the one. Sorry. So do you think that your guilt would be higher or lesser based off the fact that you like made the decision to intervene and affect someone who was originally safe? Like they were going to be fine. Uh, but then all of a sudden, you know, they're being smashed into pieces by a train. Bro, I first. OK, this is why I could never be a superhero. OK, I would look at myself like a hero. <laughs> like, I would be doing interviews. Like, I saved five people. Yeah, we lost one. But, you know, if you do the math, I at least, I saved four. I actually <laughs> saved five. But, you know, we'll count that one, I guess. I saved five people. I'm a fucking hero. I want money. I, these better, these people better be fucking grateful. I'm doing speeches. Yeah, I'm a hero. So. I have no guilt. So if the families weren't grateful, would you kill them? <laughs> 
I'd go back in time <laughs> <laughs> and I wouldn't touch a fucking thing. Oh, that's a good plan. But uh, if they weren't grateful, I'd just be like, bitch, I'll save your fucking life. Come on. Yeah, because, What's wrong with you? you know, to put a pin in, in that there for just one second, speaking of traveling in time, I just recently watched The Butterfly Effect. Have you ever seen that? I heard, I've heard of it. I know, like, the concept of The Butterfly Effect. Dude. Butterfly flaps its wings, a tornado hits somewhere else. Something. No, that's not what that movie's about. But but that is what the butterfly effect yeah, that's what the, conceptually yeah. is about. But the movie was more about like time travel and how everything you do going back in time just like creates this one other thing yeah. that makes everything get more fucked up in the future. And that was a fucked up movie. Recommend you watch it. Uh, yeah, I'll have to watch it. The butterfly yeah. effect? Yeah. The butterfly effect. I've heard a lot about it. I've just never seen it. But yeah, I'll watch it. Really good. Really good. And it, I'm telling you, fucked up movie. Anyway, so so you would choose to let the fire, you would choose to switch the trolley. Yes. So if the if the decision was in your hands, you would just be like, okay, switch it. Yeah, I'd have no issue. I would <laughs> I mean Okay, so what I'm if that one people. person is your mom? Yeah. And I'm she's not on life support and she's fine. I didn't see shit. This just kills I, the five people? I didn't see a lever. I wasn't there. I was playing video games. <laughs> That's what I'm telling the cops. <laughs> so why? Why? I mean, I love my mom. But before, yes, the five people. Oh, I'm not mattered. saying it. I'm not saying it's ethical. Here, okay. Here's my thing. In the beginning, all six people were random. All six people could have been murderers. Yeah. All six people could have been saints. Yeah. I now know I am at least saving one good person because my mom is a good person. Yeah. Like yeah. she really is a great human being. Yeah, like she yeah. doesn't hate. She's very sweet. Now it's there's no confusion. Those other people, they could be terrible people. They could also be great, but I don't know. What I do know is I'm saving a saint. Yeah. Okay. So let's say that instead of your being your mom, oh no. It is a murderer. Oh, I'd kill them, yeah. <laughs> what kind of murderer? Like Oh wait. So like was this some, like, do I not get any info? Is it just like this person has killed someone? Yeah. Oh, geez. Like you have no idea, you have no idea if it was in war, in self-defense, self or, or if they, you know, maliciously attacked someone. You know, it really depends on how they look, but okay. If it's a murderer, I'm probably picking the murderer. Because I don't, again, now it's going back to I don't know for all six of them. And I know he's murdered someone. He, that might have been in a terrible way. Yeah. It might not have, but I'm not sure. <laughs> but that's my bet and one's lower than five. Okay. Okay. So what if your dad is the one person on one side and your mom, me, and Kimmy are on the other side? Jesus. <laughs> No, I'm just gonna okay. I'm not gonna make you do that one. Oh, I could. I mean, I'll still, I'll still make it. Really fucked up. That's really fucked up. I'm My sorry. dad does have a lot of medical problems. I mean, you can kill me. It's okay. Well, I don't give. It's my mom, dude. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I love you, but I don't give I mean, a fuck about you right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is my mom or my dad. Yeah, this yeah. is my decision. But no, we'll see. Me, your mom, and Kimmy. and Kimmy are all in a group. Yeah, guess what? I don't give a fuck about you or Kimmy right now. Okay, well, fair enough. Because guess what? If it was my mom and then it was you, Kimmy, and 60 other people. <laughs> Damn. I love my mom. Okay, well, fair enough. Fair enough. I'm offended. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs>
Why? Why? Are okay, so yeah, well, yeah, what's the answer then? From my father. And I love my dad to death. I really love my dad. And I'm not saying I love my mom more. So, you know, I'm so sorry. Okay, here. So, you know how, like, like in when you have infinity, right? If you add one, it's no bigger. You know what I mean? So, like, I have infinite love for my parents equally. So now it's equal love. But then there's you and Kimmy, right? And I love both of you. I really do. So that's like plus two, which doesn't really change anything because it's still infinite love. Yeah. But it's like, you know, they're going to console me. Yeah. Life insurance. <laughs> I'm kidding. I love my dad, but yeah, I'd, I'd probably go with him. His legs are fucked up right now anyways. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and just to clarify, I would console you about Thank whatever, you. about whatever it was. So I text you and six days later, I'd get a solid response. Yeah. 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 Well, see, so yeah, now I would console you and then six days later, I'd get a thanks, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyone listening? I am horrible at texting. I mean, it's pretty <laughs> amazing. It's actually kind of surprising. Like, <laughs> so bad at texting yeah you're everyone horribly bad every like not just you everyone how you're the same way but not with everyone all right let me ask you okay there's this mysterious woman that you might love and then there's the entirety of the satanic religion <laughs> <laughs> all the documents all the people all the thought like there's there's all of the Satan religion and then and then there's like well I guess like well no you gave me my mom versus my dad okay there's the satanic religion and then it's like that one nameless woman me your mom okay 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 you you understand yeah I'm not even gonna lie to you <laughs> you're gonna pick Satan you did not even have to throw in anyone else besides the mysterious woman. Oh, so you're not saving sat Satanism? No. Oh, okay. I thought you were choosing Satanism. No, fuck no. Absolutely not. I No, I would... It's like an automatic decision. Like, okay, yep. I don't know who I'm saying. One versus a million. I don't care. I know that's fucked, but, you know... Not even I, I'm biased. I'm super biased. Okay, what if it was me on one side? Yeah, it's gonna be the same. So. And her on the other. Oh. <laughs> I know what you're going to do. It's okay. That is fuck. <laughs> so I threw in other people so that you didn't have to choose between me directly. But, you know. I know what the decision is. Bros before hoes, man. You're not I'm just choosing kidding. me. Yeah, I, I know. know. I'm sorry. I'm, I, <laughs> just, no. I'd be flipping you off. I'd be like, I get it. But fuck you, man. Fuck you. I would just kill myself. <laughs> I would jump in front of the train to stop it. And but you stop that still decides who who gets hit. Yeah. So are you switching it to me and then jumping in front of it? Or letting it hit her and jumping in front of it. Mm. 
Or are you running down there because apparently you can get to the tracks fast enough? Are you running down there grabbing me, putting me on the same track as her, and then lying down with all of us? I mean, that seems like a good plan. <laughs> We're all going, bitch. Seems like the decision's made there. <laughs> no, yeah. Oh, God. That one's fucked. <laughs> Uh, I like how it's not even your family. It's just two unrelated people. I know. Uh, I yeah. know. I know who you'd choose. Yeah, uh, I'm okay with it. I would choose. I don't know. I don't just release our podcast and be like in <laughs> loving memory. Yeah, yeah. I could see myself on the Jesus. tracks right now. I'll text you back. <laughs> <laughs> I'll suck your astrological dick. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> oh uh, my god. Oh <laughs> uh, no. You'd start laughing so long that it just goes where the fuck it goes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Okay, okay, okay. So that's the that's the famous trolley problem. Okay. And then the Traditional trolley problem would then continue by oh really it keeps yeah, going yeah by introducing variables to that situation so you have you know the one person on the one tracks and the five people that are on the tracks initially and then it's what like if a family could, member what or if are they could, all random no, no no it's all just random people okay, so okay at this point this is the original trolley problem not my horribly fucked up version that I made for myself yeah if you could somehow push the body of a very fat guy right in front of the trolley and and cause it to like run over him and stop and just kill him and save either of those groups of people would you do it okay first off that's not how trains work well, this is a trolley they only go like 10 miles an hour and this is killings oh any, okay they're tied to the tracks they're gonna get crushed going not thinking about the logistics yeah yeah because as soon as you start to, to put logistics in this i mean he's gonna die soon anyways <laughs> if he's that, if he can stop a fucking trolley, it's not yeah, like we're talking a 500 pound guy. Yeah. He's not living to like 90. No, he's got maybe six years left. <laughs> I will roll him in. I will complain about how heavy he is to roll. He'll be like, stop rolling me. I'll be like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. So while he's like begging and screaming for you to stop. You would push him in front of the train and, oh, wa and yeah. watch him like get splattered. <laughs> yeah. That is fucked up. You bro. wouldn't? Yeah, you would. Don't lie to me. No, I wouldn't intervene. I couldn't even push him if he's that fat. <laughs> I mean, okay, you have a bulldozer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it looks like uh, God has put me in this position to take care of some shit. <laughs> however, the bulldozer can't go on the tracks for some unknown reason. It can only push. The f you have ex the exact amount of time to get the fat man in front of the trolley. You only have enough gas yes. to go in a straight line and push him the exact distance of the What are you doing, Ben? What are you doing? <laughs> if that's the case, <laughs> pushing the fat bastard onto thought. the tracks. That's what I thought. <laughs> what other variables we got? These aren't hard at all. <laughs> I know my morals down. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What if the person standing on the side of the tracks is a hot chick? 
is she is she gonna stop the train? Yeah, if you push her in front of the tracks, it'll it'll just it'll stop the train. So is she fat? No, she just <laughs> stop the train. <laughs> That's how the traffic problem works. If you push her in front of the train, the train you know stops. It it causes some sort. It pushes it off the tracks. It, Do I still have... the train runs over her and it runs off the rails and and it can't go any further at that point. It flips over. Because it runs over her body and it's derailed. So do I have two or three options? Do I have the one on the left and the five on the right and then the woman to push? Or is it just the five people and then the woman to push? Yes. Just the five and the woman to push? Yeah. You can stop the train from going any further because there is someone right there. Yeah, she could be a ditz. (laughs) I'll push her. No. How about you? Uh, No. 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 Probably not. No. Let him hit the five. Yeah. She's hot. (laughs) <laughs> taking her home I just I mean, saved yeah. your fucking life the I saved your life blowjob yeah think about that I'm still saving the five <laughs> I mean what if there's a hot girl on there <laughs> well I'm saying like you either push the hot girl or there's one hot girl equally attractive within the five people on the tracks and then the other four are just whatever <laughs> you have to write them real quick you be like uh, that one's a five that one's a seven. Okay. Her tits are bigger, but her ass is bigger. And I'm an ass guy and not a tick guy. <laughs> but her teeth are wider. She has braces. Her hair's brunette. That's a blonde. Fuck. <laughs> Push. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. That's actually the truth. Good idea. Okay. <laughs> so if you were a part of a group of Jews hiding in a basement in 1941 while the Gestapo is approaching your house. What's the Gestapo? I think German military police. We'll say Nazis. So while the Nazis are searching your house and your baby starts to cry, your one and only child, would you be justified in smothering it to death to save a dozen other people that are hiding in the room, like also scared with their kids? You would smother your own baby to to save the other people? I don't know if I'd smother him. I might bash his head on a wall. I mean, that'll make a sound though. Do I have a knife? I don't think I can stab a baby. No, no, probably you probably don't have a knife. Yeah, you can always smother it, or hit its head on something. But you know that would alert the people and freaking your house. Okay. Okay. So if you're in this situation, a doctor in a remote country. Okay. I'm I'm imagining it. Everyone loves me. Yep. You're a renowned doctor, and you have the ability to save five people who are currently dying of. Various ailments due to uh, damaged or diseased organs okay. or something. And it's a lot of work, but okay. There's one person that you know that has, because you have access to the medical records, the perfect blood type to transfer to all these five people. That this one person who is, you know, maybe not, maybe, maybe not that good of a person, you can kill this person, harvest their organs. And use it to transplant into these five people that you know are good people. But this person doesn't get to like give a consent. Like they're not letting you transplant their organs. Like you kill them and you harvest their body parts to to no. save these other people. No. Would you do it? Or no. would you let the five people that I'd let you, them die? What now what if these five people are like your parents? God. Your parents, me, Kimmy, and I don't know, someone else that you're really good friends with. Then if you were in that situation, w- would you like, like you have the knowledge to to be able to perform the transplants yourself. Like you have that knowledge, and Survi- would you kill that person? Survival of the fittest. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, fair enough. I don't, 
I don't know if I could murder someone. Like, just... Are you guys awake? I mean, what do you mean? Like, are you guys going to watch me murder this man? I mean, we're alive still, but like, we're, we're going to die without these transplants. Like, don't murder someone, Alex. I mean, you don't have to tell them where you're getting the transplant. You're just the doctor for this. So I'm in another room. We don't, we don't see you murder anyone. Okay, okay. Uh, you just have to decide whether to murder someone else that you know that has the same like blood types in order to save five people close to you. <laughs> Is their life worth less than the five? You said he's not a great person. Doesn't, I mean, it doesn't matter. But sure. If that, does it make it easier? So much easier. <laughs> if he's a fucking meth dealer, fuck him. Why? Fuck meth. That's why. What if he's just doing it to like feed his kid? Fuck his kid. Fuck that little meth baby. <laughs> I don't give a shit. He doesn't do meth. He just sells it. He's like Walter White in Breaking Bad. He just cooks the meth. Okay, Walter White wasn't the most fucking clean man in the world. Uh, no, nah, I didn't say he was, but, you know. Would you kill Walter White to save five people? Okay, first off, I would learn from Walter White and then make enough money off meth to get other people with that blood type in to save my family. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I'd fair love enough. to make meth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> back to topic. Uh, I don't think I'd be able to kill him. Okay, I'm, not a, I'm not a murderer. Yeah, I mean, that's probably a good thing. That's definitely a good thing. So, yeah. Now, if I knew he was a terrible... If it was like Hitler... No. Fuck Hitler. You know? Okay, okay, okay. So, here, here's a few that are a little me less, like, fucked up. Okay? Yeah. Okay, so... Suppose that there is an experience machine, like a VR type of deal, right? Yep. And it will give you any experience you desire. And... Like really intelligent neuropsychologists or whatever can stimulate your brain so that you could think and feel you were writing a great novel or making a friend or reading an interesting book or riding a roller coaster or doing whatever you want. All the time you would just realistically be floating in a tank with electrodes attached to your brain. So should you plug into this machine for life and reprogram your experiences? Therefore, just, you know, while you're in there, you don't realize that you're in there. You think that it's all actually happening. Would you, you plug in? Do you stay in there forever? You're choosing to, but yes. Why? Because you're saying you basically get to reprogram your life however you want. Yeah. I don't think that's a good way to live. Because I would choose no hardships, and that's a terrible way to live. Yeah. So I, I think the real world is good. I think yeah. it's good to have shit happen. Yeah, because it kind of like strengthens you. Character building. Yeah, it teaches you about the world. Yeah. You can make a real world impact. Yeah. So no, I wouldn't. I'm not going in the Matrix. Okay, fair what enough. What about you? You would definitely go. Yeah, I would. 100%. And I would die there happily. I know you would. You'd be a rock legend. Yeah, I would. You'd have a little missy. I'd be a god. I would I would be god. Your parents would be Satanists. <laughs> yeah. Everyone would be Satanists. Yeah. Which, you know what? That means the government's... There'd be no government. People yeah. would just get along. Yeah. It'd be so fake. It'd be great. It'd be, it'd be great. What yeah. would you do if, like, right before you died, right... I unplugged you and I was like, everyone you love's dead. Your parents are dead. This is the real world. You've done nothing. And then I didn't let you plug yourself back in. You destroy the machine instantly. Yeah. I destroy the machine. You wake up. I'm like, that girl's dead. Then I would shoot you and I would shoot myself <laughs> immediately after. <laughs> oh no, there's no gun. And I would just, you would try would, to murder me. <laughs> I would just, I would just curl up on the floor and die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like you're close to death anyways. You're like an hour away. Yeah, I would just lay there and die. I'd, I'd, I would, as soon as I said it, I'd run so fast away. 
Why? Because I'd be afraid you're gonna murder me. You just said you'd shoot me. I mean, yeah. If you if you did that, yeah. Yeah, I'd I'm probably gonna be like, everyone's dead. You've done nothing. The world's gone to shit. You could have helped. Bye, Ben. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) Yeah, I mean. That'd be fair. So, yeah, but yeah, if you said that, I mean, yeah, you probably have a good reason to run if you, after you just did that. Yeah. Take you out of paradise into the real world. Yeah. Okay. Well, so you wake up in the morning and you find yourself back to back in bed with a very famous unconscious musician. Okay. Like a Jen Ledger. Sure. The, the girl, is it, that girl that plays Jones and Skillet? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. His wife? She's the guitarist. She's married to someone. I don't know. Oh, oh, okay. Not him then. No, I don't think it's his wife now. Oh, oh, yeah. She's like an ugly guitarist. Anyways. (laughs) Okay, so that girl. Or J-Lo. Okay, yeah. Okay, either one. She has been found to have like a fatal kidney ailment. And... Am I going to save her? Fuck no. The Society of Music Lovers has canvassed all the available public medical records and found that you alone have the right blood type to save her life. Therefore, they have kidnapped you. And last night, (laughs) they have attached her like circulatory system to yours and so that your kidneys can be used to extract poison from hers as well as your own. If you unplug her, she will die right then. But if you don't, in nine months, she'll recover and she'll be completely fine and and she can be unplugged from you safely with no repercussions to either of you. Oh, I don't die? No. But you have to sit. But you have to deal with being hooked up to her for nine months. Is she unconscious the whole time? I mean, no. I don't know. <laughs> do you, Do you let her? Do you unplug her and let her die? If it's J Lo, nah. out of your own convenience, or do you? Nah, I'll let do her you live. just have to suck it up and deal with it for nine months. I'll let her live. But listen, she better. She. You remember earlier we were talking about that <laughs> saving life head, that save life blowjob. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm forcing anyone, but I expect a little, you know, I was, you know what? No, I was kidnapped and hooked up to a machine against my will. But she didn't choose that. No, but there is at least one hot person in that society. (laughs) If they don't suck my dick once a day, sex twice a week, damn, I unplug this machine. Fuck you. Damn. So, I want money after this. I want blowjobs. I want sex with multiple women. I want, I have <laughs> demands. I feel bad for like whoever girl gets like hooked up to you there because she's just like living in constant fear. Like he's going to unplug it. <laughs> like <laughs> she's like, like telling, telling the girl that works for the, uh, like she's like telling the hot girl who's like been married for 15 years that works for the fucking it's a society of music lovers. She's like, please just suck his dick. He'll fucking unplug me. If not, <laughs> I'll be like, sorry, honey. I didn't choose this. They did. No, it's not. Uh-huh. Be like, you join in. I mean, he's trying to Yeah. Okay. I like these. These are fun. Yeah. yeah they are great. Yeah. So funnily enough, that, uh, question was actually designed as like an abortion argument in the past and i guess based off the idea that readers are supposed to assume that the violinist or whatever the musician is despite having as much right to life as anyone else doesn't have the right to use the body and organs of someone else who hasn't consented to it for them to remain alive and i guess that that is supposed to imply that even if it is admitted that a fetus has the right to life it doesn't yet follow that it has a right 
to the means to survive if it means that someone else's unconsenting body is used at its expense. Yeah. Or against their will, I guess. That makes sense. So that was like why that argument was created. But it's also like a good thought experiment in general. I guess I kind of turned it on his head because that'd be me like saying, or I'll give birth to this baby, but I better be getting fucked along the way. (laughs) (laughs) That was basically my abortion answer. Jesus. Uh, Okay. So any more crazy things? All right. Um, oh, no. <laughs> there is an out-of-control trolley speeding towards five workers this time. All right? Okay. You are in a nearby cafe sipping on a latte and don't notice. All the workers die horribly, and it turns out that one was pregnant. That's it. <laughs> Wait, say it again? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. There's an out-of-control trolley Mm-hmm. speeding towards five workers. You are in a nearby cafe sipping on a latte and you don't notice. All the workers die horribly and it turns out that one was pregnant. Cool. Yep. That's it. They all died because you didn't notice. I've heard worse news. Yeah. I mean, I there's no there's no question on that one. It's just a fucked up thing to say. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Listen, we all, this is another Patrice O'Neill bit. We all act like we care about the news. No one gives a fuck unless it affects you. No one, I, the things I've seen on the news, 70 people died in a shooting. Okay. Like, I just, does it affect me? Do I know any of them? No. Oh, well, shit happens. It's a terrible world. What's new? That's true. I could watch that while sipping my coffee and make a joke about it. And be like, yeah. Jesus. Talk about a fucked up trolley problem. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, so could I. But I'd feel empathetic at the same time. I would have a 10 second moment of, oh, that sucks. I mean, I would like. Actually, 10 seconds might be pushing it. I mean, you know, I would shed a tear and then that's it. That's it. Okay. So. I wouldn't even, I would not cry. I mean, yeah, I would. One, one tear. No, you wouldn't. I mean, I would How think much? about shedding a tear. <laughs> That's a lot different than shedding a tear. I mean, you know. <laughs> I showed you a video of a fucking airplane, a jet, 10 feet above the ground, shoot rockets. And if I remember correctly, we both laughed. <laughs> I mean, it, it, I, it was a scene from GTA, you know? It looked exactly like GTA. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't give a fuck. Fuck them. Why'd they get themselves tied up? Jeez. Uh, God damn it. Call me Trump. Yeah. I don't like no. people that get captured. Oh, Jesus Christ. I take that back. It's probably that. <laughs> really not fun. Uh, yeah, maybe just a little bit. Well, uh, oh, well. Anyway, because we like to play devil's advocate, I've done my due diligence and I've went and researched schools of thought that would say that the trolley problem is not ethical and that it's actually detrimental to use the trolley problem as a way to like discuss thought experiments because it creates more ambiguity and basically does nothing useful to determine where someone stands on something. Oh, okay. Because it's just situations that are always like two options. Okay, so here's some of the research. So for example, actually, with the scenario involving the violinist or the musician that Mm -hmm. I post to you where they're connected to you, there are too many inconsistencies, which you already picked apart a bunch of them with the situation for it to be actually taken literally because if you're asking questions as you should be 
and we encourage that here on the podcast, you would be wondering things like, how does the Society of Music Lovers even have access to your medical records? Yeah. Or whatever other questions you asked about it. You know, it's like this example for the the musician thing is also bizarre because it doesn't recognize any like other alternatives, like that the person could just have like a dialysis or a transplant or, you know, any other. Yeah, like any a other, normal medical. Yeah, like any decision. other method. And it's like it presents you with these two options. And so this article here uh, that's talking about analyzing that specific situation from the opposite perspective is called What is the Problem with Ethical Trolley Problems? And it's on AEON.com. <clears throat> and so it's basically saying, the next thing it says is that it's suggesting that the problem with these types of philosophical thought experiments is that they try to say in a clear and concise manner what the thought experiments actors are able to do as well as how they feel and interact. And it tries to like explain their very psychological state. And that person is only presented usually with like two choices from a short predefined menu which are pretty much irrelevant to the complexities of like real situations that makes sense um which we relate to back in time and time and time again with the complexities of real life yeah, situations on a spectrum and so those child problems always present things in that binary. binary view where it's like you can you you can only like switch the, the switch the track you can only kill people yeah it's like you have no option like someone's gonna die you have to choose and yeah, everyone's going with fire. there's not like a uh you can yell to the person on the tracks you can do something to prevent them from dying um <clears throat> and so something else that i thought was interesting that that article says is that if the thought experiments are really to be considered an experiment then they would have to inherit the challenges that experiments adhere to, which would be, in this case, the internal and external validity of that experiment. And so it says the internal validity relates to the extent in which an experiment succeeds, providing that an unbiased test of the variable or hypothesis in question can be, that's just like in that controlled environment. The external validity relates to the extent that the results in the controlled environment translate to other contexts. And that's the major challenge because it most environments are like, hyper-controlled, and so getting those results to translate into a real-life situation are, like, pretty much impossible because... There's too many things. Yeah, there's too many, like, interventions going on that are man-made creating issues with that actually happening, so... And let's be honest, most people wouldn't do anything, like, in the real world. Yeah, most people uh, would just end up with PTSD, watch a bunch of people get brutally Burned. slaughtered, and regret whatever decision they made for the rest of their life. Yeah. That's pretty much how it would go. Like, they, 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 I don't think I'd regret it, but, you know... I don't think you'd regret either way. I don't. I think you would. I just saved five people, man. Hey, but you watched one that was like... Oh, I wouldn't watch. Fine. I didn't watch. <laughs> I just switched it. Oh, yeah. I switched yeah. it. I turned around. You caused to... it, though. You would think about that. I did cause it. Yeah, I might think... I mean, I might have a drinker problem for a couple of years, but yeah. I'll be all right. A couple of years? Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, so that article also says that it would consider these types of thought experiments to really just be tools for persuasion by making people consider this imaginary possibilities. So I got another article from Current Affairs that is titled, The Trolley Problem Will Tell You Nothing Useful About Morality. And this is actually the first one that I found. And it says that the trolley problem merely turns us into horrible people and discourages us from examining the structural factors that determine our choices, which uh, I could probably agree. It's very obvious what would ever happen to us if we ever encountered a trolley problem in real life. And that's exactly what I just said. You know, we'd panic, 
would probably get PTSD and a lot of people would die a gruesome death right in front of us. So whatever we ended up doing, I feel like we would end up with like a guilt feeling about whatever decision you end up making. And so that's why the article says that there's two reasons why the article or why the try problem is detrimental. And that's because one, it creates that binary where there's good and evil. Yeah. The only two options are both of the outcomes are always bad. And the choice doesn't occur as like a real person's choice would occur in a situation as part of a chain of decisions that are made. And it ends up being like a forced result because you only have these two like no win situations where no matter what you choose, you're fucked either way. So it's like not a great psychological test. Yeah, because it like it doesn't present a situation that would ever really realistically happen. occur. Like, um, okay, so I got more though. I got to run. Oh, do you? Yeah, it's almost eight o'clock. Ah, shit. Okay, well, we'll have to continue next time. We'll continue next time. All right. Well, it's been a fun ass podcast. Yeah, it's, it's gone by good. quick. Yeah, you came really over has. at like three thirty. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Damn, that's nuts. We've had a few conversations that have been interesting. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, well yeah. We'll, we'll see everyone next week then. See you next week. Later, bro. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you enjoying this podcast? We fucking know you are. I'm sure they could enjoy it even more, though. <sighs> All right, you negative asshole. I'm sure our lovely audience could enjoy it more by checking out our Patreon page. Ah, yes. Well, look at you solving problems. We've got multiple tiers to choose from, so there's not really any financial pressure. Thank you for that. And uh, whether it be early <laughs> access to episodes, bonus content, exclusive Patreon-only merch, or just listening to Ben and I ramble about the different types of orifices in the human body, our Patreon has a large variety of special content for very special people. Plenty of rambling. And don't forget, you rambling asshole, that that's far from all we're offering. We are creating video and audio comedy bits for TikTok and everything. Fuck TikTok. Fuck TikTok. Giving access to behind-the-scenes content and occasionally bringing on the coolest fucking guests ever. Amongst many other things. To check all of this out, go to patreon.com slash the real devil's advocate podcast. Again, that is patreon.com slash the real devil's advocate podcast. And maybe, Ben, if you weren't such a disgusting pothead, you would have remembered to say that not only do we have Patreon exclusive merch, but we also sell a shit ton of merch to our general audience on our website. Yeah, no, maybe I should have remembered that because that is the best way that you can support us aside from subscribing to our Patreon. But you can check all of that out on our website, which is www.therealdevilsadvocatepodcast.com and find us on any of our social media platforms or streaming platforms with the tag The Real Devil's Advocate Podcast. And again, that is HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash www.thereal.devil S-A-D-V-O-C-A-T-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com. Jesus.